Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin McManus, Chief Excellence Officer and Systems Guy with Great Systems. Welcome to the Real Life Work Podcast. Today's podcast topic is how to increase work team engagement. And you can find the transcript for this podcast on the Great Systems website under the same title. So today we want to talk about work team engagement. And please recognize when I talk about engagement, I'm talking about total team engagement, but I'm offering a variety of engagement types. Not everyone has to be engaged in the same way. We're appreciating the differences folks have relative to contributing their thoughts and their ideas about improving the organization and the processes they work with every day. So, do you know how to increase work team engagement levels? Do you worry about increasing work team engagement levels? When I first entered the world of work more than 40 years ago, employee involvement was becoming the rage. I was actually Generation 2 employee involvement. If you look at the Gainsburger plant in Topeka, Kansas in the 1970s as Generation 1 employee involvement. But I was fortunate to be working with organizations that were giving it a try to different degrees. Uh, In this day and age, organizations realize that both effective individual and work team engagement are critical if you want to achieve true, sustainable operational excellence levels. Unfortunately, many of them don't know how to increase work team engagement. And, And it makes sense when you look at it. We don't have a lot of time to do extra things. And a lot of our leaders just aren't that skilled about effectively engaging people versus engaging people from a coaching perspective. And I use coaching in quotes there. So here's some engagement ideas that work for me. First, the people are the foundation of organizational success. Okay. Also, engagement reflects a degree of connection that goes beyond mere involvement. It's not just sitting in the all-hands meeting. It's not just turning in an idea because you have to do one a month. It's not just going to the team meeting because you got to do some really nasty work if you stay out on the job site and work instead of going to the meeting. Okay? We're talking about connection that goes way beyond that. It's where you're willing to be an advocate for the organization. It's hard to come by that. This is especially true if your prevailing work culture actually encourages employee disengagement. Oh, well, the managers would say, we never encourage employee disengagement. No, not intentionally. But often, your behavior and your work systems do just that. For example, the phrase, I'm only going to do what they tell me to and nothing more, comes to mind, as does quiet quitting. To measure true work team engagement, first we want to look at the degree of connection between each staff member, okay? The people we hang out with each day, the people we depend on to get the job done each day at work. For example, look at the percentage of your workforce that you involve in key decisions, plan development, problem solving, and I don't mean they make the final decisions or do the details, but they're giving you feedback. There's collaboration going on. You know, you're telling them honestly and transparency what's up. They're giving you their thoughts. How many staff participate in personal development events, customer contacts, team-based work? The, The percent involvement metric provides one way to gauge staff engagement levels, but recognize it has doesn't have an effectiveness element to it. It just means you've got people in seats or people online. But it's a starter. It shows that we've at least got the right gates open. So 
Why do I even need to know about this? Why do I need to know how to increase work team engagement? Well, unfortunately, most organizations only engage a small percentage of their work team members in activities outside of their daily work area. Do your own self-check. Look at how your people at all levels spend their time at work. I mean, many folks come in, they clock in, they go to the job site, they do their work, they take first break, they go back to work, they take lunch, they go back to work, they take second break, they go back to work, they go home. Look at your people at all levels, how they spend their time at work. Others sit in the office all day and go out for lunch. Some sit in the office all day, go out for lunch, and then go out for dinner and drinks afterwards, and that's Four out of five days a week. It's different. It depends on where you work, who you work with. What different mixes of people could you involve in your traditionally middle and upper management work processes and work groups? How could a difference in perspectives actually increase organizational harmony, drive innovation, and make us a greater organization? I use the gear analogy to help define engagement. This example helps make the need for high engagement percentages obvious. The theory is that there's a direct correlation between engagement levels and organizational success, and there is. As engagement levels rise across a variety of activity types, the number of gear teeth and gears that mesh goes up. The organization becomes more integrated, not just aligned, but more integrated. In turn, the organizational machine moves to a higher level of performance. It doesn't work without inclusion, folks. It gets clunky and chunky and jerks and drags and all that fun kind of stuff. Greater engagement and stronger relationships create greater levels of understanding and ownership. Do your people understand what their customers want? Do they know who their customers are? Do they understand why their customers want those things? If so, they're more apt to make decisions and take actions that are consistent with those needs. I've worked in organizations where the Frontline staff never saw the end customer. What percent of your people have a sound understanding of what the organization wants to accomplish, its mission, vision, and values, its strategic objectives? What percentage can describe how organizational success affects their own personal success and growth? And that is a key alignment connection leaders want to make with folks. Highly engaged staff are more likely to consistently behave and act in a manner that supports the mission and vision of the organization. Disengaged people only work to support their own personal needs or to keep their boss happy, or in other words, to keep their boss off their backs. And we have lots of disengaged people. Not fun. What is work team or workforce engagement? So let's, let's get an operational definition of this thing going because it is a bit different here. I base my definition of team engagement on my personal experience with teams and on the criteria of the Malcolm Baldrige National Performance Excellence Award. And to me, I had the personal team experience first. I saw the value that comes with high levels of team engagement that is derived in a structured manner, and then I saw how organizations who used that design feature from an organizational perspective used it to drive higher levels of customer satisfaction and organizational growth, reduce cost, improve profits, all that fun stuff. Okay, so it's a dual action thing. The Baldrige criteria define workforce engagement as the extent to which workforce commitment, both emotional and intellectual, 
exist relative to accomplishing the work, mission, and vision of the organization. So do we have your heart? Do we have your mind? Do we have each other's heart? Do we have each other's mind? And if you do not believe organizations like this exist, visit a national Baldridge recipient or a regional Baldridge recipient. The workplace feels different. People care about their work differently. Believe me, this stuff works. Work team engagement is a heightened level of ownership where each employee wants to do whatever they can for the benefit of their internal and external customers and for the success of the organization as a whole. That's the Baldridge definition. For people to be engaged, the time and mechanisms for involvement must exist. They must believe that their personal contributions matter. Also, they need to be keenly aware of the connection that exists between their daily personal actions and decisions and the success of the organization. And think about it. So many organizations, people do not have a clue about how their daily contributions affect the external customer. Most importantly, however, meaningful engagement implies the existence of strong, meaningful relationships. To sustain organizational success, all staff must create effective relationships between customers and team members. Think of your teams like a set of gears, like Ohana, like family. How well is each gear tooth, each person, as well as each gear itself, each work team, properly and consistently engaged? It's not just a once a month thing. It's a every minute of every thing. It's how we do our jobs. And it is totally different than staring at the wall, repeating the same motions over and over again, or staring at the screen and doing the same. If the teeth fail to mesh, a degree of mechanical efficiency is lost in an engine. Same with an organization. How do you effectively engage your staff and work teams? So, I'm not going to leave you on the hook. I'm actually going to give you 11 key ways to create a better employee engagement system. And I'm quite happy to set up a Zoom call to talk to you about those in more detail if you are so interested. So how do I engage more of my people in the pursuit of organizational goals? Well, first and foremost, to increase engagement levels, you need to pursue two key engagement ideas, okay? First of all, it's going to be a leader standard work thing. It's going to be a change of job descriptions, a change of job designs, but primarily for leaders. For your frontline staff, it might affect an hour or two of their work week. For leaders, it's going to affect the majority of their work week. In other words, people need to spend their time at work a little bit differently if we want to drive engagement levels up. We're going to provide different direction to work. So how much time is required to attend a monthly performance review meeting or to participate in an annual improvement or planning day? It doesn't take that big of a dent out of the 2,000 hours a year the average person spends at work to attend two to three hours of training or group problem solving a month. I've seen organizations that budgeted one hour per week per employee to participate in formal training or formal group problem solving and it pays off. I've seen a, a site with 200 people on average save over a million a year for five years straight in 1985 to 1990 dollars because they effectively engaged over 65% of their staff on a month-to-month -month basis.
However, these examples I just gave you from a time investment perspective, that only results in a 3% impact on time. So if your team can return more than 3% of the cost of their time, hey, we're winning. Properly design and facilitate these events and the benefits you realize from these investments will far outweigh the cost. It's been proven again and again and again just because you've tried it and you tried it wrong or you tried it with a weak system or you tried it with poor advice. That's no reason to not try it with well-designed work systems. Now, the second change to make is perhaps the tougher of the two, but fortunately, the related costs are very low, and that's where you're getting people to decide how they're going to change their jobs. But we've got to start getting all levels of the workforce involved in activities that were traditionally reserved for members of not just management, often just upper management at sites. It's a very different way of doing work. So what do leaders, not why don't leaders engage a higher percentage of their staff in activities like planning and process improvement? Well, sadly, in many organizations, even the middle and frontline leaders are not involved in planning and personal development like they should be. It's often just the only, the upper leaders, the senior leadership team that benefits. At times, upper organizational leadership is afraid to share what is thought to be sensitive information, family information, in-house information. This could be because they don't trust their people. It could be because they've been told not to share the information. However, without trust, you're not going to get real engagement. At the same time, it's tough to improve trust levels without developing the stronger relationships that are part of true engagement. It's a vicious systemic cycle. And this cycle either spins in the positive or growth direction or in the negative erosion direction. That's why relationships are so key. That's why teaching leaders how to build effective relationships with all of their team members is so critical to making true engagement and in turn sustainable organizational success possible. In those cases where trust, solid positive relationships do exist, Job designs may still not provide enough time away from the process for such engagement. For example, low work team skill levels may require a work team leader to spend most of their time with the process work team. In turn, little work time exists for that leader to leave the work team to work on projects or their own personal development. So how can you measure your current level of work team engagement? Well, I know there's three primary ways I suggest to people to measure engagement levels. First of all, employee surveys. Second, personal time investment analysis. Third, information access analysis. Employee surveys are the primary method organizations use. However, you will learn more or augment your knowledge to a much greater degree if you do personal time investment analysis and information access analysis, especially with the next gen workplace where collaboration is needed, inclusivity is needed, diversity must be appreciated. Okay. The survey measurement approach can be as simple as asking a question on the annual employee survey. To what degree do you feel engaged with the organization? However, high-performance organizations ask multiple questions of an engagement nature. They want to engage the effectiveness of different approaches that they use to engage the workforce. They're trying to find engagement factors because different demographics of employees are engaged by different things. 
Some are engaged more by the compensation package. Some want to contribute. Some want to be able to stay in touch with what's going on. Some want to be able to build relationships with their team members and not just stare at the wall. You know, some just want information access. It all depends on the individual. Almost all employees want to be safe and secure as a key engagement factor. Organizations that give each employee an email address and some form of internet access discover that such connectivity allows for more frequent and specialized assessment as well. And 10, 15 years ago, there were organizations that didn't do that. Now, we need to look at how we use our daily pushes effectively. How can we do a daily push to each staff member that gives them what they need to be successful on the job, both in the near term and in the long term for their personal development? How can we keep them in touch with what's going on? How can we give them opportunities for collaboration during interest groups within our organization? Perform a fact-based analysis of how your people spend their 2,000 hours a year. I can give you a quick little form to do that. Doesn't have to be exact percentages, but this is an effective means to measure engagement levels. For example, what percentage of your people spend time on training away from their regular job each year? What percentage of each person's work time is spent attending monthly performance updates or annual planning sessions? Look at this by front lines, middle management, upper management. In my Next Gen Leader Standard Workbook that's coming out in a few months, I ask people to break the time into how much time is spent on the value stream processes, how much time is spent supporting the value stream, and then how much time is left over and invested in continuous improvement activities, such as the ones we're talking about here. How many hours a year does the average employee spend with at least one external customer? Okay, so we can look at hours invested because hours translate into dollars. We can look at percentage of work day or work week or work month, work year invested. But we want to look at the degree of investment. We want to look at the impact that has on the employee's perception of feeling engaged. Feeling like they're an advocate for the success of the organization. So how can me, Kevin McManus, Great Systems, help you learn more about work team engagement? Well, I can help you assess your current work team engagement levels. I can help you develop a plan to increase those levels over time, especially as it relates to redesigning your leader standard work approaches. The design of your current leader's jobs needs to be redesigned in almost every organization to meet the needs of the next gen workplace and to eliminate what I call leader standard waste. And there's many traditional things that leaders do on a daily basis that do not add value to the value stream or to the support the value stream. So we need to find and eliminate that leader standard waste. I'll, more importantly, I'm going to help you design and install effective, simple work system to help increase engagement levels. And with tech, there's so much you can do now. Uh, common processes include workplace health surveys, recognition programs, changing the infrastructure design of your teams, uh, streamlining the design of your team infrastructure to eliminate team redundancy and team waste. Regularly, I work with others to help them learn more about and practice team facilitation skills. That's a little harder to do virtually, but I can definitely get you started. I can help you develop an action plan to become a better facilitator. People need such skills to effectively lead and facilitate team meetings. Also, 
facilitation skill use helps build stronger relationships between internal and external customers because we understand each each other better. We understand ourselves better. So do your leaders know how to increase work team engagement levels? You've got to have them. They're requisite to sustain best-in-class performance levels. This fact only becomes more important as our workforce becomes more diverse and as customer expectations continue to shift and grow. I invite you to learn to do what the high performers already know is is effective. Change your work systems to increase work team engagement. Change the design of your leader standard work to create activities that drive work team engagement. If you do so, gains in performance will follow. So in summary, what is the most critical factor to increase work team engagement levels? Well, upper managers must make key information access and job design change decisions that affect engagement levels. This is the work system we need to change here. However, the most critical factor that helps or hinder team engagement lies in the ability of each of your process owners to promote and increase such levels. Your frontline leaders, they are your primary engagement drivers, not your middle managers, not your upper managers. Your people that directly report to you are most influenced by you. In particular, work team leader performance in this area is most critical. A high majority of your people get daily information about the organization wants to accomplish and why it's important from these people. Every day, poor, compelling whys are communicated to work teams. We don't want to do that. Because it's very easy to send both intentional and unintentional messages. Work team leaders are key if you want to develop stronger internal customer relationships. Plus, these people decide how much effort is made to free people up for training and team participation. You can have it budgeted, but in a moment of crisis, is this leader still going to be able to free up their people? Finally, work team leaders are the people we expect to effectively lead most of the work events the bulk of the workforce attends. So do you want to develop effective engagement skills in each of your leaders? you got to teach them facilitation skills. They've got to regularly engage their people in a formal manner, which means they need time to do that. These expectations need to be part of the job description. Their compensation needs to reflect their success in meeting these expectations. You may need to increase leader skill proficiency in these areas. Far too many organizations fail to ensure, let alone improve, the skills of their leaders at all organizational levels in the area of facilitation skills, relationship building and team engagement, and building skill proficiency over time. But if you want true work team engagement to exist and improve over time, all work team leaders must personally and effectively engage their people. It's a linear relationship. So what's the link between compensation practices and work team engagement? In my work life, I've learned that money is much more of a demotivator than it is a motivator. In other words, I don't think money is the primary or even the secondary engagement factor. It's not why people do things that one expects of them at work. Instead, I believe that people are quickly losing motivation if they think a compensation system's not fair 
A work design's not fair. The way they're treated by their boss isn't fair. A lack of fairness is what affects motivation at work more than anything else. That said, one mechanism to increase engagement levels lies in the structure of your compensation system because that may be a way you encourage people to get involved more. What types of compensation differences exist between company levels? Remember, you can budget the time, but that doesn't guarantee the people go. They still have to want to go. Dragging them there is not engagement. Think about who gets perks, who doesn't. What perceptions exist relative to what one must do in order to become a have versus a have not. What types of pay rate, benefit, work environment, and recognition differences across the organization exist? Why do they exist? How often are they traditional vintage artifacts that only exist because that's the way we've done it for years and maybe we need to make some changes. Maybe it's time for a change. Maybe we need to refresh these approaches every year using engagement survey and engagement approach feedback. High performance organizations use compensation work system best practices to help drive up team engagement levels. One key practice involves the extension of some form of profit share to all employees, not just those at the top. I mentioned Jack Stack's The Great Game of Business book in my Staying Union Free podcast. I'll mention it again here. Love the book. Love the process. Follow the process. Similarly, formal recognition for team success exists for all work teams. We don't play favorites. We don't play favorites across work groups. We don't play favorites up and down in the organization. Fairness matters most relative to compensation work system design impact on engagement levels. Most importantly, strive to design a fair compensation system. Use staff feedback to let you know if they think it's fair, not your opinion, internal customer feedback. Do the internal customers think the compensation system's fair? Which elements are fair? Which elements are unfair? Rated on a sliding scale. Appropriately recognize every employee for the contributions they make, not just the one you pick each month. Anyone that achieves a goal should be recognized. Don't just base recognition on a job title. I've seen sales be the only ones that get recognition. Unfair or poorly deployed compensation systems drive down engagement levels. So remember, the what's in it for me question is very pervasive and powerful. Plus, it focuses on so much more than pay. It focuses on relationships, fairness, how people are treated each day, what they experience in the workplace each day, what they experience in the work environment and from the organization over time. Don't forget the work environment. Recognize people for success, both formally and more importantly, informally. And make sure your benefits and compensation are fair. I'm Kevin McManus. I would love to answer any engagement questions you have. Total team engagement is one of the five elements that are necessary for operational excellence, and I'd love to help you out with it. As you, I think you can tell, it's, it's passion in my life. Y'all have a great day and keep improving. This is a Real Life Work podcast. I'm Kevin McManus. Have a super day. So long, folks.